How's it going today? And, uh, it's going good. It's a late start, but yeah. How about you, Hannah? Oh, every day is the same. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a... Uh, same all... old, same old. But at least we can escape to the much more exciting world of Percy Jackson. Especially these four chapters. Like, these four oh chapters are God. packed. I think Sea of Monsters might be my favorite book in the series. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I need to be refreshed. I need to be refreshed on the other books before I decide yeah, what my favorite there is. There's so much that happened in these four chapters that I'm like, I did not remember that at all. Yeah, no, really. And it's awesome. Yeah. Excuse me while I actually try to find. Oh, there it is. See, my bedroom floor is the same color of the Sea of Monsters, like, back cover. Um, oh. So it was laying on, the book was, like, laying on the cover, uh, and I couldn't find it. Got it. <laughs> so, you know, I got it now. I got it. Incognito. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, sweet. So, just doing quarantine things then, Hannah? Just doing quarantine things. Yeah. No, yeah, no, there's nothing. The usual morning lineup. Start on the chores and sleep till the floor is all clean. And then uh, polish, wax, do laundry, and mop and shine up. Then uh, sweep again, and by then it's only like 7.15. So, you know, maybe I'll read a book or two or three. Are you if done? you haven't gotten that by this time. Are you done? <laughs> I'm done. As soon as I got the reference, it made me angry. <laughs> That's a real, I haven't been awake at 7 a.m. No, me neither. Ever. <laughs> I hope everyone got that. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, I, I think we all we all got that. I hope. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it reminds me of, um, so I'm in a lot of Facebook groups that are just stupid Facebook groups. And there's the one that I'm kind. in. What? Those are the best kind. Yes. And there's one that's called Disney shaming. <laughs> and it's it's what we do is we like post like if we see because, you know, there's like Disney adults, right? Yeah. Like the oh, super yeah. cringy. Oh, no, I know Disney adults. Yes. And it's like everything is I'm super sorry. cringy. I'm sorry if you are a Disney adult. I mean, I am too, uh, to a minor degree. But like. I mean, I like Disney. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we just repost cringy um, Disney adult posts. Uh, and, um, yeah. And did you take a look at my story, by the way, on, on my personal Instagram about the question? Not yet. So it was, I'm gonna, okay, all of you kids who are under, like, the age of 15, skip ahead a little bit. But I reposted something on my, on my Instagram from there. And it was the question of which Disney princess is most likely to say daddy during sex. Oh. Yucky, 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 yucky. <laughs> and it's like it's posts like that that I'm like that's that's the kind of thing that we shame in Disney shaming. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a no. That's yeah. a no from me. It's all, and then let's see what else. I'm also in a Facebook group called uh, a group that we all pretend to be ants in an ant colony. I've seen that. It's amazing. <laughs> it's uh, a uh, camp half. I'm sure there is a camp half like Facebook. I page. used to be a part of like three when I was in school. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go on Facebook. Oh yeah. I'm barely ever on it. Is Facebook like 
an old social media now? Kind of. It's more, I, I'm on it, like, currently, while we're talking, I'm on it, because I am a dance teacher, mm. and I run a lot of the posts that go on Facebook. Mm. But that's basically all I use it for. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So. Yeah. Because, like, I love Facebook, but, like, I... When I, like, would teach, like, my middle schoolers and sometimes high schoolers, like, it just seems like it's now the old person's area. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm it sure makes me feel old. the people listening to this might not know what Facebook is or might not have ever had a Facebook experience. I mean, I can't imagine not knowing what Facebook is nowadays. I mean, everyone knows what it is, but I'm sure a lot of people are just like, that's for old people. Yeah. And we are the old people, Brayden. Oh, God. Ew. We are old. Ew. Babies born in 2002 are being adults. Which, okay, question. Turning Hannah, 18. Hannah, I'll edit this out or something, but, like, were you born to insert year that is too early for Brayden? Yes. Oh, my God, you. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. It's so weird. Like, I don't know why I find that so weird, because I'm only two years older than you. Mm-hmm. But, like, that just feels so weird. I don't you know, know why. age range is. Age range. What? Luke and Annabeth. So if you ship Luke and Annabeth, <laughs> get out. Get out. Get out. Like, leave. Yeah. Stop listening. Go stare at yourself in the mirror and evaluate. Just just shame yourself. Shame yourself. Get corona. Love yourself, but love yourself, but also take this moment to consider that you're wrong. Yeah. Get someone to cough on to you. That's that's Yikes. A... <laughs> don't get the Rona. <laughs> I don't know. Some people deserve it. Sorry if there was a weird cut. We spent about five minutes talking about Corona, but we're back now. <laughs> yes, we're back. Uh, moral of the story of our discussion. Did we have it? We don't know. Anyway. Um, uh, so. I don't know how to get away from this. Okay, so my takeaway from this, to tie this back into Percy Jackson, because that is what you are all here for. Yes. And I'm sorry for this weird energy that I am bringing to the podcast today, <laughs> because I just feel off, and I'm very sorry. Uh, my takeaway is to stay inside unless you are an essential worker or sent on a killer quest. Yes. Well, even a killer quest, no. Stay inside. I'm sorry. Stay inside. <laughs> They can, they can wait. Yeah, it can t- it can definitely wait. Yeah, it can wait. Yes. Don't get the golden fleece now. Don't do it. Grover will be fine. Yeah. He totally. Totally. One hundred and ten percent. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. And Beth got kidnapped. We're in Titan's curse now. Okay, but you have to self isolate. So maybe this <laughs> this is just Annabeth's way of social distancing. What? So wait. I just okay. So if you okay. Weird discussion. If you were at Camp Half-Blood during all of this, would the stay-at-home kind of self-isolation mean that you stay at your cabins? Or does yeah, that... well, I don't think it'd be safe to go back. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I think, before you finish, I think that'd be the safest place because if they got sent back home to their families, their families would be constantly under monster attack. Oh, totally, yeah. And then, they can't leave. But also, like, there's that, like, level of protection at camp where it's like, you know, things can't get in, it's always good weather, all that kind of stuff. Would that also protect from things I like this? diseases are different because it's a person-to-person transfer. Yeah. 
I don't, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's not talk about the Rona anymore. Yeah. Hey, Hannah, do you have any news? Um, just a little bit. Uh, so, like I said in the past couple episodes, since everything's so crazy with the world right now, mm-hmm. uh, there isn't a lot. Uh, one thing that happened is Percy Jackson was trending on Twitter for like a whole a whole night. Oh. Um, the other night. I can't remember what night it was, but it was trending for like no reason. <laughs> and even Rick Riordan said, I got really excited when I saw it was trending, but then I remembered if there was any movie news, I would know first. <laughs> <laughs> So it was just, it was trending, uh, which is great because I think a lot of people are home with, you know, their old books and they're starting to reread it. And I did tweet from my personal account. I'm sorry that Debbie Pod Twitter has been like dead, but mm-hmm. I uh, am trying to not be on social media a lot. Um, but I tweeted from my personal account. I was like, hey, if you're feeling nostalgic about Percy Jackson, now would be a good time to start listening to my podcast. <laughs> Self-promotion. <laughs> uh, let me take this spotlight away from the hashtag for one second. Yes. It's like Kanye with Taylor Swift. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, it was trending. So and when, that's the news from this week. But no one knows why it was trending? I think a bunch of people were just talking about it. That happens sometimes. Huh. It wasn't, like, trending number one worldwide. Okay. But, like, a lot of times Twitter will show you things you're interested in that are trending. But it was definitely, like, in the top trending. Like, everyone was pretty much talking about it. Interesting. And I think Twitter's starting to do the TikTok thing where it realizes, like, what you're interested in. And it shows that because I've seen so many Percy Jackson tweets on my feeds lately. <laughs> Just, like, I'll be scrolling through TikTok, mm-hmm. and today I got this analysis uh, of a connection between, and we'll talk about this with the last book, because I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah. it's, uh, I'll send it to you, too. Okay. It's the connection between Felita and Clarice, and Achilles, and uh, Pericles, maybe? Okay. Like, a tie to what happens with them in the last book, and with uh, what happened during, uh, I think she said the Trojan War. I'm not really good with my... Greek history, I know I should be. Yeah. But it's interesting, and I'm like, I like how everything, it's kind of creepy, but I like how everything is just catered to what you, it knows you like. So I get a lot of Prince Jackson on my feed, and honestly, it's very nice. <laughs> They're watching you. They are, and you know what? It's fine, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. And, okay, that's, hmm. Interesting. Oh, do we have any updates on what uh, Uncle Rick was referencing with recording that other day? Um, I think it's still just, I think they're doing a lot of Rick Riordan present videos. Uh, So it's probably that. I mean, he could be working on more things, too. Uh, He could have also easily posted something that I just didn't see uh, when I was going through for news stuff. Um, So... Yeah. The news is very dead now that Lightning Thief is close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> so, okay, that brings me to a question because I was thinking about this the other day because I do a lot of writing and everything and all of this kind of stuff. If you were a writer amongst Riordan Presents, what would be like the topic or like the, the myth that you would write under? Ooh, maybe like kids traveling back in time to ancient Greece. Okay. 
and meddling with history. Interesting. So like some time like traveling. Like they, they meet Helen, Helen of Troy. Okay. Or something like that. And they uh, interfere with the Trojan War. They wind up in the Trojan horse. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, interesting. They, they befriend the Trojan horse. Huh, okay. They just wheel it around with them all the time. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about this. I'm like, well, I the only like mythology that like I would feel ownership yeah. over talking about Trojan would be like... Trojan horse comes to life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I was, I was thinking about this. I'm like, okay, the only mythology that I would feel like ownership of talking about is like would be, like, Catholicism and, like, all of that kind of stuff. But, like, I feel like you wouldn't want to write about that anyway. Um, so I was thinking... Because, well, like, because, like, I, I mean, I wouldn't want... Because, like, you know, it's one thing to talk about Greek mythology, but, like, Christianity is something, like, I actually believe in, so I don't think I'd want to write, like, fiction about exactly, it, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, like, I, that would be the one thing I know the most about. And, like, out of all of the... Because if you said, like all of the past religious beliefs and everything. Like, we d- we as white people do not have ownership over anything else. So we're yeah. like, what? I was thinking, like, what would I write about? And I was thinking, like, if I I would want to do something about, like, cryptids across America? Mm. Maybe? I don't know if... Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. Comment on... Uh, you can comment anywhere. You can comment on... The podcast yeah. app that iTunes provides, or you could message us on Instagram or Twitter. Mm-hmm. What would you, if you were Rick Riordan, present author? This is a great question for you. What yeah. would you write about? Yeah. I like, write about yeah. past history uh-huh. and, like, time travel, because I love time travel. I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, it's just interesting. It was, a, yeah. That's something I was thinking about, because, you know, when you're stuck inside you daydream a lot and like one thing mm-hmm. that i started thinking about like what if rick riordan was like hey brayden right on right under riordan presents some and yeah huh i'd be like what what yeah exactly <laughs> you want me to do what <laughs> yeah uh and because one of the riordan presents books is coming out soon right yeah, they've got one releasing, like, all the time. There's constantly... I personally have not read any of them. No, me neither. And I want to. Yeah, I But I feel, my thing yeah. is, if I'm going to read a book, I like to buy them because I like to have them on my bookshelf. And I have no money. I went to pre-order Hank Green's new book, and it's $27. Oh, yeah. And I Oof. just pre-ordered the new Kira Cass book, if you are a fan of princesses wait who and just kira cast wrote one of my favorite series it's called the selection it's so good i will start a selection podcast it's like the bachelor but royalty and it's not awful oh i think you told me about this once it's my favorite it's one of my favorite books yeah okay interesting but yeah so and this if you are wondering how you can help authors and artists during this time if you have money, mm-hmm. buy their stuff. Yes. And so try not to buy from like, okay. Cause like a lot of the bigger businesses are going to be fine. Cause they have a lot of money. Like Amazon's fine. Yeah. So like go out and like try to support like local bookstores and all of that kind of stuff. If you can like get gift cards 
like gift because you gift cards are like you know fifty dollars seventy five dollars so it really helps the local businesses and then okay. you can use it after all of this has happened because no you don't really want to use yeah. go outside or like even yeah. like because I had to purchase some books on via online too and like mm-hmm. it does like threaten like a little bit of contamination I guess. Not these days. So, yeah, try to support, like, local businesses as much as you can. Yeah, uh, support your local monster donut. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get into that. Um, But, um, no, that series that you're talking about, the the selection, it reminds me, have you read the book series Uglies? I read the first book. Yeah, I I think I I read the first two. So is it kind of like that? No. Okay. <laughs> Never mind then. Okay. It's better. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. No, at least wasn't very good. Um, and I, now I'm just thinking of The Secrets of Nicholas Flamel, which I want to reread so bad. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that's all the news you have today, Hannah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Percy Jackson was trending. We don't know why. <laughs> okay, cool. Maybe because it's us. Let's hope. Sure. <laughs> okay. I, we got zero notifications on the Demi Twitter. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Cool. And then going through DMs and stuff, we haven't. We wanted to go like we didn't get many um, DMs over this past week. Um, we have a few. Uh, so from one of them, uh, it was sent. I think the day that we recorded, and it's Samaya. And she, and she had a different. They, uh, they, I guess I should say, have a difficult name to pronounce, and so, so they got a kick out of listening to us try to pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. I did read that. It was funny. Yeah, and she also says to comment on what you said about other reasons why Percy Jackson isn't that popular. Uh, never thought about what you said, and they think that the Kane Chronicles are awesome, and I agree with you. I definitely think that we should read the Kane Chronicles next in our podcast. Just saying. Um, <laughs> saying, uh, another one is a DM from our Keda Keto friend, and they have a message just for you, Hannah. Oh, and they said, if you what read, you? no, yeah, no, it's good, don't worry. And they have, they have, it's a book suggestion. Um, okay. Oh, I like these. Yeah. Oh so they go, God. hi, Hannah. If you read Aristotle's and Dante discover the secrets of the universe, uh, which, by the way, I just rented uh, virtually from the app Libby, which I totally suggest. Um, I think you'd really like the gentleman's guide to vice and virtue. I, okay. They just finished it recently and they absolutely adored it. Gentleman's guide to vice and virtue. Okay. Yes. It also won a Stonewall Award, it looks like. Ooh, fun. Just like Aristotle and Dante. Yeah. Uh, and then last, lastly, this isn't a DM, but we got mentioned uh, in the story of our oh, good friend. Wait. What? It's Montague siblings? You mean like Romeo and Juliet? What? Montague? I'm get, Maybe. Hold on. I'm going to Google the book, too. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is it like? No. No, it's not. Oh, no, it's not? It's not. There's a Percy in this book, though. The gentleman. I said Montague, and I am very, very excited. <laughs> okay, here we are. I'm looking at it up too. So, the gentleman's guide to vice and virtue by Mackenzie Lee. It uh, looks good. Yeah, this looks really cool. 
What is it? Okay. And I'll, I'll add it to my list. Oh, I recognize this cover. Um, I think I added it onto my Goodreads. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a Goodreads, Hannah? By the way. Yes, I do. I'm glad because I love Goodreads so much. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so our na- our last DM is not a DM per se, but it's a mention from our uh, good f- friend of podcast, Floor 600. They mentioned us in their story. Oh. Yeah. And so they're doing a ch- like a uh, kind of a challenge um, of like different podcasts, like tagging each other. Uh, I know we, I know I saw you were doing something like this on um, on ins- on your personal Instagram. And it's a five facts about me challenge. And then you tag four other people in your story. And so they got tagged by our friend, a healthy dose of Fran. Uh, and so they said their five facts about them is that they don't like chicken, that they have probably watched a movie every single day of their life. Uh, They haven't finished a book in a long time. Their room is a mess, even though they have all day to clean. And when they need a picker-upper, they watch the 1960s, a bad 1960s teen movie. And so they tagged us, they tagged the Half-Blood Report, they tagged This Film is Lit, and the historical AF pod. So should we answer these right now? Yeah, I want to give you, so give me five facts about you. I'll do five facts about me. Five facts about me. Yeah. Should they be, okay. Oh, gosh. Wait, well, oh, were you going to ask if they should be, like, truthful? Because, yes. One, I, ha- I have a, a, a co-host or podcast. <laughs> I mean, duh. Uh, I, uh... Yeah, I, I like candles. <laughs> okay. I'm just looking around my room. Um, my graduation cap has a Percy Jackson quote on it. What what quote? Uh, for once I didn't look back. It's the last line of uh, Last Olympian. Ah. And I did not look back to high school. I said bye and I left. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's, um, uh, if I could go anywhere, it'd be Ireland. Oh, okay. And I was a dancer since I was two years old. All right, one more. Uh, um, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I play ukulele. Ooh, okay. Oh, I knew that. Duh. I'm just like looking. Yeah, you should know that. <laughs> you did that in the show that we were in. Right. my room at things. Yeah. Okay. All right, for me. So I am, I despise peanut butter. I hate peanut butter. That's okay. I get uh, that. Yeah. Uh, I'm an Eagle Scout. I got Eagle Scout when I was fifth. I want to say. Uh, oh, now, uh, now I'm trying to think of facts about me. Oh, my. Um, yeah. Uh, I've won an award for playwriting. That's fun. You did. I was there. Oh, yeah, you were there. You were also in the, the reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. Um, oh, this these are difficult. I sh- shouldn't have been... I shouldn't have been making fun of you. Um, <laughs> oh my! Uh, I um, 
I have been acting since I was five, I would say. And, uh, um... That's just like a first day of school kind of thing, and I, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Um... I'm trying to draw inspiration from your questions. Oh, I was homeschooled all my life. So, there you go. Yeah, there we are. Voila. Five facts. I'll put these on our Instagram and everything, and I'll figure out who we should tag, because we have to tag four people. So, mm-hmm. we'll do that. Cool. All right. Uh, so, that, any new um, reviews for us, Hannah? Yeah, let me look it up. All right. Uh, so the last time we recorded was Wednesday. No, it was Thursday morning of last week. Yeah, the so, second. Okay. So uh, we only have one. Uh, we are at 49 ratings. Ooh. So if you want to be number 50, absolutely go for it. So this one's from Saturday. It's from E. Annabeth, and it says, Totally listen to this podcast. Also, daughter of Athena. I actually always wanted to be an architect before I read this book. Also, I hate spiders. This podcast just gets better and better. Keep up the good work, and Annabeth is blonde, and Percy is not a drug dealer. How dare you? Uh, How dare you? Spiders, one of the biggest ones I've ever like seen in person, which isn't that big. I'm over-exaggerating. But the other night, I like to keep a very clean room because I hate spiders, and I think that if my room's clean, they won't happen. I was just sitting in my bed, and one, like, my floor is pretty open, Okay. and I see one out of the corner of my eye crawling on the floor. Wait, Hannah. (laughs) Hannah, if your floor is open, careful, don't fall into it. Thank you. My floor (laughs) is clean so that I can see spiders, and it came over, and I'm sitting on my bed. My desk is right next to my bed, so I, like, grab my desk chair and I try and roll over it like I try and push the chair over the spider and it runs and I called my brother to come up in the basement and kill it for me because I couldn't find it anymore so I wasn't gonna move oh my goodness it was awful awful oh I see I'm I dislike spiders but I'm not afraid of them Mm -hmm. like I I remember working at the camp that I worked at, the the Boy Scout camp, I work I worked there for three summers, and like we had like wolf spiders and we had no the, the basic outdoor spiders and wolf spiders are the worst. Yeah, I mean, so when I was a camper at the camp, I always set my tent up um, below this one tree that we always had because we had the same campsite every year, mm-hmm. and yeah, I would find like a wolf spider in my tent like at least twice, three times during that week. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, they're friends. They, they kill bugs. No. They kill mosquitoes, which no get I mean, you. that's true, but they can kill mosquitoes from a distance. <laughs> but then they don't kill mosquitoes near you. <laughs> So, Hannah, do you want to go into the chapters? Yes, I would love to. All right. Let me pull up my handy dandy note. I've had two cups of coffee. I'm sorry. I'm. Uh. Oh, don't worry. I have had. Oh, goodness me. How much have I had? I've had about four, five. I'm jealous. 
Yeah, I need I need at least like six to get me going through the day, and sometimes that's not even enough. All right. So, Brayden, what was your general like takeaway from these chapters? Um, I would never want to be on the sea, uh, like a cruise ship or anything like that. No, thank you. Um, but honestly, I kind of liked. I'll talk about the chapters that I'm going to talk about in a little bit, obviously. But I mm-hmm. these four chapters are, are meaty. They're good. They are really good. Yeah. Um, so I am going to cover chapters nine and ten. Yep. So chapter nine is called "I Have the Worst Family Reunion Ever," and if we remember from last episode, we talked about chapter eight, which is where uh, seven and eight, where Hermes is like, "Okay, so you should really go on this quest," and then there's a ship uh, out on the water. So uh, Percy, Annabeth, and Tyson go over to the ship. It's the Princess Andromeda, mm. and uh, they're on board, and they hear Luke. Yeah. Uh, so in this chapter, they were like, maybe we should leave, but then they heard Luke, so they're like, okay, we have to stay. Yeah. Ooh, fun fact, and, by the way. So the Princess Andromeda, Andra- the Andromeda is named, I don't know, I don't think it's mentioned in this chapter, so I just want to spew this fact super quick. So Andromeda was a mythology figure in the Perseus story, I believe. That's the princess who that he saves. But fun fact, the Andromeda Galaxy, which is a galaxy that was named after the princess is the closest galaxy to us and it's slowly moving towards us and it's a little bit bigger than ours and eventually oh. we will col- like collide with this other galaxy that's pretty sick yeah well it'll also mean a lot of death but we will pr- humans will probably be extinct by then what a way to go though exactly right yeah, yeah. how do you die oh i collided with another galaxy <laughs> it's fine uh, yeah okay. all right so they are on the boat. Thank you for that fact, Braden. No problem. Um, and they are walking around. They're going to try and find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Something's very uh, fishy. Oh, gross. You. Uh, you. <laughs> Ending and, the call. Yeah, I know. Uh, oh, I just realized that this has... They went up to deck 13. I have a question later about how big this boat is, but they're on deck 13. It's pretty big. I know. I was uh, As I was listening through the, through the chapters, I'm like, how? This boat, how big is it? How big? Yeah, because like, okay, going back to Disney shaming as a Disney adult as I am, I watch a lot of videos about like, of like people, you know those like Disney vacation vlogs? Yeah. I watch a lot of them, and, like, even, like, the Disney cruise ships are only, like, seven floors. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. is a big boat. <laughs> yeah, big girl. Yeah. Okay. So they are hiding. They're trying to, like, sneak around, and they hear the voice of someone they know, and it's Chris Rodriguez, who is a camper, mm-hmm. uh, and he's been missing this time. Like, he wasn't there, and no one really noticed, but now they're like, oh, he's on this boat. Yeah. He's on the bad guy side. Yeah. Um, he's from Cabin 11. He's also in Hermes camper. Mm. Uh, just like Luke. Yeah. And, Though, was he uh, claimed by Hermes like Luke was, or was he one of the unclaimed? Do you remember? It, oh, he, he was one of the undetermined campers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he's from the cabin, but he's not claimed. Okay. Uh, so they noticed, uh, some big old monsters, the giants, who were like the ones from the previous chapters. Also, we are introduced to the Drachne. Yeah. And I think 
that's how you say it, the dragon women. And if you remember from other books, they're in it quite frequently. Um, if you think to House of Hades, if you read that one, they are in that. I think they're the ones who dress up as cheerleaders in one of the books. Perhaps Battle of the Labyrinth. I I thought that was some, someone different. Is it someone different? It could very well be someone different. Because um, like, Rick Riordan always has a... Like, he barely, like, reintroduces monsters that he's already used. Yeah, I could be very wrong uh, about who whose monsters. Yeah. We are introduced <laughs> to these monsters. They might not be the ones in later books. Yeah. I might just be thinking of someone else. We could always look it up. Yeah. Uh, so, they're like, okay, we gotta find Luke. This is getting too spooky. Uh, Tyson, they find where Luke is because Tyson can do this thing where he listens and then he can speak in the voice of what he's hearing. Yeah. So he's hearing Luke and this man talk and on the other side of the door is Tyson, Annabeth, and Percy and what Tyson is doing is basically like he's like a speaker for what like Luke's voice is coming out of his mouth. Yeah. So he's just basically playing what he's hearing and too late as Tyson says uh, Tyson says they're right outside, and then everyone realizes, oh, they're talking about us. But it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, so Luke brings the, them into this uh, stater room, is what it's called. Uh, and it's gorgeous. It's a really pretty room, but it's also menacing. And Luke, Luke is like kind of friendly with them, you know, jokingly. Mm-hmm. And he introduces them to Argrius and Orius. Yeah. And they're like bear twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is interesting. And he gets into the mythology behind that. Which and then, is so... Okay. Because like the, their mythology is so weird. Because mm-hmm. it's like... They're not necessarily monsters from the, their own myth. They're like the... Because, okay, going into their myth. It's like this one princess that was cursed to like fall in love with these bears and that's where the myth ends mm-hmm. but like they are like the children of that myth so i think that's a really because this is like most of the monsters are like you know monsters from the actual myth but they're not from their myth which i think is interesting anyway sorry continue uh yes so good point um so then Luke and Annabeth kind of get into it. Percy yeah. points out that Luke was the one who poisoned Talia's tree. Uh, so not really a plot twist. I think everyone could kind of guess. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Annabeth explodes on Luke, and Luke uh, explodes back to Annabeth. And it's just like this whole, like, how could you betray Tal- Talia? And Luke goes, how could you do this to her? And because he points out that Annabeth is with the Cyclops, and Percy's like, what is that supposed to mean? Because he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, and they're, like, screaming at each other. Uh, and Luke is basically trying to convince Annabeth to join him. He's like, you can be an architect, you can work for us. This we You could be on the wrong side. And then it's revealed that Luke knows mm-hmm. what's been going on at camp. He's like, yeah, I have spies all over camp. I know about the coordinates. I know that you're going after the Golden Fleece. I know about Grover. I know that Clarice is going blah, 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 blah. He's like, I know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
Luke mentions one of the biggest plot points in the series, which is the prophecy about Percy's 16th birthday. Yeah. And is this this isn't the first time that it's been introduced, right? Am we, I... we know there's a prophecy, but this is the first time it's revealed that it's, like, what it's really about. Okay, I thought so, yeah. Because we know that there's something Percy isn't supposed to know. Like, the gods have said, do not tell. You're not supposed to tell. Yeah. Um, like, I think Chiron and Annabeth talk about it. But Luke is the first person to tell Percy anything, and he said something about, I have the line right here. Uh, the gods are using you, Percy. Do you have any idea what's in store for you if you reach your 16th birthday? Has Chiron even told you the prophecy? And Percy's like, well, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he pushes it aside to, you know, yell at Luke. And then Luke is like, just uh, still being persistent. And then he mentions Kronos. And he's like, Kronos is in this uh, coffin right behind me. Uh, he's reforming, which is cool. There's just like this titan. Yeah. <laughs> Just chilling. <laughs> just chilling in the coffin. Just he's just chilling. Yeah. Uh, Kronos is how did what did the kids say? Jay chilling. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Oh. My roommates say that. Uh, he's just chilling in the coffin, uh, reforming as this is going on, uh-huh. which is gross. Uh, and Annabeth says that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Luke. Hits her back with your mother was born from Zeus's split skull, Annabeth. I wouldn't talk. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of grossness in in mythology. Like it's yeah, really gross. You know, yeah, no one can really, no one can really talk. Um, like especially like the Pegasi. I think that might yeah. be the grossest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of gross stuff. We can have a podcast just dedicated to how gross. Some Greek myths are. Yeah, really. Basically, Greek mythology would have been a lot less interesting if Zeus had just kept it in his pants. <laughs> you which, know, there'd be ooh, a lot less problems. Which makes you wonder, like, because mythology, okay, ancient Greece, if you think about ancient Greece society, especially how they viewed, the, like, the hierarchy that there was there with, like, men and then women and slaves and everything... Like, it's so obviously born from straight men, because straight men are gross. Like, let's be real here. Like, it's if if women were in charge of men in that area, like, mythology would be very different. I It would be very different. You, you have a fair point. Straight men are uh, gross. Anyways, Luke sends <laughs> Name uh, of the episode right everyone there. away. Basically, they're like, uh, you know, go feed the draken with these people. So one of the Bear Brothers takes them, and Tyson and Percy, you know, work it out where Tyson can, he can't handle both Bear Brothers at once, but he can't handle one, and so they break away and they run to a uh, lifeboat. And they hop on the lifeboat, cut it down, and then they fall. And this is where I was like, how tall is this boat? Because uh, it's just, they fall for a while. Yeah, they do. Uh, And that's how the chapter ends. It it ends with a classic Rick cliffhanger. Of course. Well, they're not hanging anymore because they cut the lifeboat from the, the boat. 
No, it's so like the end anymore. of Mark of Athena. They aren't hanging on the cliff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not a cliffhanger. They fell. No. <laughs> All right, I have some notes for the chapter. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say before I dive into these real quick? Uh, it No, I mean, I just want to dive more into, like, the, the bear men and, like, who, because, like, it also brings up the question of, like, who are all on the ship? And also because Luke also mentions that there's spies at the camp. Yeah. Because, he like, he knows all about what's happening there. Well, and I don't want to spoil anything because I'm notorious for it. I'm trying to get better at it. Oh, yeah. But if you've read the later books, you do know who the spies are. Yeah. And it, it's kind of interesting because they are specifically, like, reintroduced in this book, too. Yeah. When you go back and look, uh, and if you remember from the movie, do you remember how you don't talk about they the movie. were? They, this scene is in the movie. It's in the second movie. But yeah. do you remember how they named all of the spies because all of them walked past, and Annabeth was like, "That's this person, this person, and this person." And I'm like, "That's the plot." Of I, the- I forgot oh, about no. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those movies. Yeah, no, because but also like brings up the question like because the bearmen weren't in the in the movie, and it you know also, a lot of things aren't in the movies. Well, yeah, a lot of things are in the movies that shouldn't be in them. Yeah, because but like it also brings us to the question like what other like like like, like the bearmen who are not a part of their own myth but are the children of their myth, kind of like the half bloods. Like what other like of those like half monsters or like those kinds of creatures exist who are all, all all on Luke's side? Like I that is like I want to explore the members of this of the Saint Andromeda or the is it the Saint Andromeda? What is the name of the boat again? Princess Andromeda. Princess Andromeda. Thank you. I, yeah, I want to explore I know who's all on there. Exactly. I, I want to like, know. Are who. There, are there monsters who didn't join Kronos' side, or did pretty much all of them, because, you know, they do fight against the gods, are there some of them who thought this fight would be too big and they didn't want to do it, or yes. did they all join? Yeah, no, I'm, I, want, I just want, like, a whole book on, like, the Princess Andromeda, who's all on there, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, what are your notes? Yeah, so, uh, from the beginning of the chapter, uh, Percy kind of talks about how he packed his bag, and I said, Percy is very street smart, but I think Annabeth has the advantage of being both street smart and book smart. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times people are like, oh, Percy's so dumb. Yeah. Like, he does have some moments, but I think we can't deny the fact that he is extremely street smart. Oh, but yeah. I think Annabeth has the book smart and the street smart, and that's why she's, you know, there's that dynamic. But you can't deny the fact that Percy is very street smart. And, like, another thing is, like, Percy has a lot of blind passion, and Annabeth is passionate, but she is, she's a little more careful, and I think that blind yeah. passion is also what makes their dynamic so yeah. great. Speaking of that, I have a note from uh, chapter 11, Mm-hmm. Where I talk about that, because I say, I feel like Clarice and Annabeth share a fatal flaw because their flaw is hubris. Yeah. Which is deadly pride. And I think Clarice has that too, but she's more, because you said Annabeth, you know, takes, <laughs> what did you just, bless you. Sorry. You said Annabeth, like, is very, like, more decisive about things. Like, she thinks things through a little bit more. But also, I think Annabeth and is I also, think, like, a little more careful as well. Yeah, exactly. But I, 
yeah, that's, that's a really great way of putting it. Like, Annabeth has a lot of pride, but she knows the best way to achieve what she wants. And Clarice, I think, has the same kind of deadly pride, but she doesn't think about it. Yeah. By the way, I just want I just want to let, make sure that you know how dedicated I am to this podcast, because guess who right now is doing an Instagram Live? Are you? No. But do you know who is doing an Instagram Live right now that I just got a no- notification no. for? My ultimate crush, uh, David Harbour, is doing it and it's taking, like... I'm staying with this call, but like, just know that I'm dedicated. That's how dedicated Hi. I am. David Harbour from like Stranger Things. David Harbour. Yes, he is my ultimate crush. Okay. Well, I love him. He's so good. I have a Stranger Things poster on my wall. And he's so attractive. Yeah. No, it's uh. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, continue. David Harbour in a remake of Percy Jackson. Oh, in a remake. Like Zeus. Oh no, he's Ares. Like I'm sorry, he's Ares. Uh, yeah, okay. But okay, uh, no, no one who know who David Harbour should play. Side complete side note. If there's ever in in like a live action version of The Incredibles, he's Mr. Incredible. Uh, he is Mr. Incredible. Like is that's perfect. I'm sorry, okay. continue. So I also wrote uh I commented on the fact that the Sea of Monsters movie is just totally spoiled to all the spies are. Oh yeah. Um and then I commented on how cool the Cyclops imitation thing is. Yeah. And then I had one comment that just that just said, "We get it, Luke is hot." And then yes. I equated him to like an evil Cedric Diggory. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because you think about, I was thinking about Harry Potter a lot while reading these four chapters. Because there's one thing that reminds me a whole lot of a Polyjuice potion. Yeah. Uh, the guinea pig part of like this is their Polyjuice potion, which is thing. my favorite uh, chapter. So uh, I think he's kind of like an evil Cedric Diggory, and I think of it like the dynamic that Harry and Cedric had, where Cedric was the much older, mm-hmm. you know. Mm, favorite yeah and then harry was thrown into it he's the chosen one well that's kind of like what percy's like and before percy there was luke and it was all about luke and it's kind of like you know if harry hadn't been there it would have been all about cedric mm. so he's like an evil cedric diggory okay and then of course there's the whole thing with how everyone's like oh he's so cute <laughs> uh and then i said the bears the bear twins remind me a little bit of Raina's metal dog simply because there are two of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only correlation. And they're like Luke's henchmen. Love that. Love that. Uh, and then <laughs> I said, do you think Luke really thinks he could convince Annabeth? Okay, this is something, okay, because I was thinking about if I was in the, the shoes, uh, like a camper and camp half-blood. Mm-hmm. With everything that I knew, like, cause as a reader, we know more than like a camper and camp half blood would. Yeah. And I was trying to honestly think about would I join Luke's side or not? Because it's it's easy for us right now to say that we wouldn't join Luke's side because we know what's going to happen and like we know all of everybody's thoughts and everything. But if we were just campers and just knew. Especially, like, with one of our parents being a god and, like, basically not being there for us. I think, I like, I don't know if I would be able to say that I would fully not be on Luke's side. Because some of the I... things that he's saying, like, about how the gods are awful, like, you have to agree with a little bit of that. Because, yeah, they are kind of awful because they don't do, they're, they're not with their children a whole lot. 
Well, and I think everyone can relate to the whole, like, being mad at your parents because no matter, like, I love my parents so much, but I think everyone has moments where you are mad. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, like, I, I think, I've, but they, that's them constantly. Yeah, and it's, constantly. it's, I think it's, it's less of being mad and, like, more of, like, my parent, like, one of my parents, like, abandoned me. Yeah, that's, um, personally, I don't think I would side with Luke because I, don't want, I am very afraid of people being mad at me and I know the whole camp would find out and be mad at me and I'm also not very good at like lying to people <laughs> uh, and you know I, I wouldn't have what it takes to be a spy and also I'd feel safer with the because I think everyone knows that if they cited Luke they'd kind of be on like the quote bad guys like, I don't think bad guys ever think they're the bad guys, but no. they do know that they're breaking the norm, which would make them the bad guys. But, okay, here's the thing. That, yeah, like, the whole breaking the norm part is, like, what got me, because it's, like, uh, like, I, I, I don't, I, for me personally, like, because it is the breaking the norm, the breaking the norm isn't what scares me, because I'm very much, like, if something is the norm, then I qu- inherently question it, mm-hmm. and that's what this is? So, like, I feel like I would join Luke's side not, not, like, I don't know. I, I sometimes think I would because, like, I, no, not knowing everything that's going to happen, would see this, would see the problem of, hey, our parents are being dicks and would well, want and revenge. Also, and we're not necessarily also, revenge, but we would want to make something right. Yeah. Well, it also might make you feel more secure if you're on the side with the big scary monsters and, you know, the titan. But, like, both sides have big, scary monsters. Well, yeah, but Luke's side has a titan. Yeah. Um, I think maybe if I would go with Luke, I would be a little bit like one of the spies who was revealed in the last book. Mm. Where you aren't... And I don't think... I think Luke comes across like he's trying to do harm... I mean, he does do harm, but I don't think all of the spies who sided with Luke were doing harm. No. You know, and it, you can kind of think of it like the Roman camp versus the Greek camp. Mm-hmm. They don't realize, I mean, there's Octavian, there's the Octavian of the group who is brutal and, you know, wants destruction. But then there are also like, you you get in the mindset of this is right and this is wrong. And it really depends on like, what, where you're at. Yeah mentally you know like where you are with that like battle of okay well this sucks but is it worth leaving behind what i know to break this norm and try and fight for what i think is good or should i stay with what is you know why widely known as the good side but like is the side that percy's on like okay percy is good we know this but like the very traditional Greek god side and everything, would you say that's the good side? Or just simply the side that has won before? I don't think either side is, like, a good side. Okay. I think one side does more harm because it's also seeking, like, mass destruction. You know? Mm. And, like... 
But as a camper, you not have good intentions for everyone. But I don't think that even Luke because like if we're talking about like the end of the series, I think even Luke didn't realize how big of a scope it was. Yeah. So like I think in, you knowing what a camper would know. Like, I wouldn't know the mass destruction side. And we can say that because we've read the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I'm like, I don't know what side I would choose. I really don't. And yeah. like that, uh, I don't, yeah. So and DM us, like, what side would you be on? And like, really think about it. Like, don't just like say, oh, obviously the good side because you've read the books. Like, really think about it. And it's like a mind bender. Well, and I'm trying to think of it on, like, terms of Harry Potter, you know, like, Draco Malfoy joining the Death Eaters. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Death Eaters is that they are pretty much racist. Yeah. And it, it, it's clear that you know which side is the bad side, because Death Eaters were like, oh, only pure blood, which is basically racist. Exactly. But, like, in this in this example, like, it, the, that line is a little more blurred, I think. Yeah, it's not, it's not a clear, this is, because Baltimore was killing you know, muggle-borns mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And after death and, like, destruction, but this line is just a, what is normal is not working. Exactly. And we are being abandoned and no one's seeing that, is what Luke is saying. Exactly. So, in like, if... <sighs> so, I don't even know anymore. I think I, yeah. think, I don't think I would, because I don't think I'd have that courage. Yeah, I think I would have enough, I think I have blind courage, so I, I feel like I might, honestly. Mm-hmm. Which I is, think uh, about it too much. Like, they'd ask yeah. me, and I'd be like, I'll think about it, and by the time I think about it, it's already the last battle. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, too God. late. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, that's By the a- time I think about it, Percy is up on Mount Olympus. Yeah. <laughs> Standing over Luke. <laughs> and that's when you have finally made your decision. You run out with your sword and you're like, oh, too late. Oh. <laughs> Everyone's already yeah, defeated and yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's what I was thinking. Because I, I was doing dishes while I listened to that chapter. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't. I had like a, a men- not a breakdown, but like one of those like philosophical like like mind scrubs of like I mm-hmm. don't know and yeah <sighs> I mean, yeah you can, there's sometimes you can think about that with history too like if I was in this place at this time and I was around these people what would I think exactly yeah no yeah that's uh it's so difficult because like I because I like like even right now like I try to think of like okay what side of history do I want to be on but even then like yeah. what's it's like the side of history that's going to be deemed worthy isn't going to be deemed worthy until you know it's in the history books. Yeah. So it's exactly. like, what do we? What do you choose? Mm-hmm. <sighs> love it. Love. Yeah. Love all those discussions so much. Well, and then there's like a whole like brainwashing element. Like there are some certain aspects of history where people were just like you think about Nazis. Oh yeah. Who were just. It was, like, groomed into their heads from, like, child age Mm -hmm. that there was a, you know, that there was a pure race. Oh, yeah. And that they should, you know, be awful. Mm -hmm. And that's groomed into them from children. And obviously, this 
fictional book series is nothing like that, but you no. think about how they thought they were on the right side of history. And I also I think we and, continually discount how powerful propaganda is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And how how tiny like it the propaganda isn't always like, no, Captain America punching the Nazi, like we need you. It's can be as small it can be very yeah. tiny. Um uh yeah. Shall we go back to uh, the, sh- the books written for middle schoolers? The lighter notes? Yeah. <laughs> the lighter notes, yes. Um, I, from, I just have a couple more on chapter nine. Okay. Uh, so I said, was saying go to Tartarus a jinx? Because Annabeth tells Luke to go to Tartarus. Is that a jinx? <laughs> Did she just jinx herself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a quote of the chapter. Love that. Um, my quote of the chapter is when one of those kids we are not having a blast in the pool because <laughs> they're like we are having a blast in the pool in an earlier chapter and then this time they're like we are not having a blast in the pool which, that was my last note I oh, thought that was really funny which okay something that I realized in this chapter as I was listening to it so there's like people on this ship that are just there for a cruise like this there isn't like this isn't like all henchmen ship this is like yeah which is, like, also, like, how deep is the world of, like, the monsters? Because this is a cruise ship for monsters. So, like, how I mean, I deep... Think about, there's, there's something brought up in Chapter 10, the monster donut thing, where they're, like, franchises have grown. Monsters figured out how to do it. Annabeth says some, a certain chain started in 1950 mm-hmm. based on demigod meddling. Yeah. And, like, McDonald's? When I actually I actually looked that up. Are you I, implying McDonald's is not what I think it is? <laughs> I actually looked that up when I listened to that, so we can t- touch on that, what I think okay. it is later. But, like, what I'm wondering is, like, how deep and, like, massive is the world of the monsters? Is there, like, a whole secret society? And, like, because, like, having a cruise ship, that's, like... That is not even, like, that is such a societal, like, sign of, like, a pleasure thing. And that comes way later than, like, the necessities of of a society, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, how deep... Because, like, obviously, like, the monsters have their necessities covered, and they have to do a lot of societal growth to do that kind of the pleasure-seeking that a cruise ship would be. Like, how how deep is it? Like, uh... Like, is there... Are there, like, monster neighborhoods? Are there, are there monster Walmarts? Because we know there's a monster donut shop. Are there monster malls? Are like like what are the rules of this world? It's the same kind of questions that I think about when I watch the movie Cars. Like how what is this world like? <laughs> like give me more about the rules of this world. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> I had many existential crises during this this chapter. That happens. <laughs> okay. All right, chapter ten. Yes. Because we were talking about chapter nine for so long. It's just this, this book is so, I'm like really getting into it. Yeah. All right. So chapter 10 is called We Hitch a Ride with Dead Confederates. Mm-hmm. Talk about what side of history are you on? Really? Um, so uh, they open the thermos that Hermes gave them and they zoom away from the Princess Andromeda on their little lifeboat going super fast mm-hmm. uh, after they unleash the four winds of all the four corners of the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh so they're in the sea, they're going away, they, uh, Iris message Chiron, and Chiron, it looks like he's at a party, and we know that he's at the party ponies, his relatives, yeah. uh, 
And so Chiron really can't help them because he's trying to talk to them and they can't hear him. And he said something about Miami and that he'll try to keep watch and then it goes away. So like, let's uh, be kind of, like, we like to think that Chiron is not a part of the parties. I think he is. Let's be real here. He's letting loose a little bit. Yeah. Chiron is enjoying, Chiron is at Coachella right now. Let's be real here. <laughs> um... And then Annabeth recognizes that they are close to Virginia Beach because she's from Virginia. Uh, And they realize that the Princess Andromeda traveled very far overnight. Uh, And Percy said 530 nautical miles, exactly. And Annabeth's like, how did you know that? And uh, Annabeth asked Percy what's our position, and he lists the... 36 degrees, 44 minutes north, 76 degrees, 2 minutes west, uh, which is the coordinates of exactly where they are. So he's a GPS unit, is basically what it is. Uh, so they go to How convenient, Bay. by the yeah, way. Exactly. Rick, we see that. I think that's the power that we often forget that he has. Like, think about that on the Argo, too, how helpful that is. Did he use it during the Argo, though? I'm sure they do, but I don't think they mention it. Like... Okay, gotcha, Rick. We see you, Rick. We see mm-hmm. you. Um, so, one thing. Uh, they go to Chesapeake Bay, and that makes me think, every time I hear Chesapeake Bay, I think of Hamilton. Uh, Wait, what? Like, Lafayette is there waiting in Chesapeake Bay. It's one of the Oh, okay. Speaking of which, I was supposed to be Hamilton on June 18th, and I don't think it's happening anymore, and I'm like... Rushed because like theater is now like not going until June seventh, I think June eighth or June seventh. Yeah, but this is on tour. Oh, so I don't know. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, I'm sure I'll get to see it eventually. Yeah, but that was my Christmas present. Uh, so if you aren't staying inside, uh, think about what people are missing out on. Yeah. Uh, by you spreading corona. Um, <laughs> unless you're an essential worker. If you're going outside and hanging out with your friends, then I'm blaming you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, sorry, side tangent. So Chesapeake Bay, I think of Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, and then they go somewhere, and Annabeth points, Annabeth, like, being weirdly specific, and then she finds, they find this, like, little hideout, and it's the Demigod hideout um, that Annabeth and Luke and Talia made. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they, cause those three, you know, Annabeth ran away and Luke and Talia found Annabeth and they were making their way to Camp Half-Blood yeah. uh, with Grover. Uh, Grover finds them and tries to get them back to Camp Half-Blood. But before that they were on their own for like a really long time and just like wandering around. Mm-hmm. So tied out and it has supplies and everything. Uh, Percy gets a little bit jealous and I feel like some people could read it as him being jealous of Annabeth spending time with Luke. I don't think it's that. I think he's jealous of the fact that Annabeth had friends from a young age who were like her. Mm, okay. I think that's what he's jealous about. I don't think it's that, oh, I have a crush on Annabeth. I think gotcha. it's that I wish I had had friends like me. Huh. Or friends at all. Because he really didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Because we... Okay. I thought he, he said, uh, Annabeth talks about the time she spent with him. I kind of felt, I don't know, uncomfortable. No, that's not the word. The word was jealous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I took that as purse Persebeth. Because he says time with them and not time with him. Okay. That's why I think that. Gotcha. It could mean many things. He could also be jealous of that. Yeah. 
Um, but I think that's just sad. Either way, it's sad. Uh, and then Tyson goes out to find food. Percy's like, go find like a donut shop or something. And Tyson's like, here, donuts. Yeah. And he leaves. And Percy and Annabeth kind of have a heart-to-heart, and Annabeth talks uh, about how they think Luke is tricking them and that the bait could either be Grover or the fleet, and or both. Yeah. Um, and then Luke mentions that Talia would have been on his side. Mm. And Percy asks about that. And Annabeth's like, no, he's wrong. And Annabeth says it's because Talia and Percy are so much alike. And she's like, would you side with Luke? And mm. Percy thinks about it, like we thought about it. And he says, no. So Annabeth's like, then Talia wouldn't have. Mm. Um, she's like, you would either be best friends or you would kill each other. <laughs> And obviously, those of us who have read further along know the answer to that one. Yeah. <laughs> Pine phone face. <laughs> uh, and so then Annabeth reveals that, like, Cyclops has tricked them and it was part of the reason Talia didn't make it. And that she's a tree. And then uh, Cyclops were the reason Talia didn't make it. And then Tyson comes back with powdered donuts. Mm-hmm. And he says he got them from Monster Donut Shop. And... They're in the middle of nowhere, so that yeah. doesn't make sense. So they go to yeah. investigate, and they meet <coughs> Lightning Thief movie. Pay attention. This is where they meet uh, Hydra. I had forgotten All that right? they met. A, I forgot about this whole chapter, by the way. Same, same. So, anyways, I just want to point out some things about the Hydra that the movie got wrong. All right, Hydras don't spray fire. Fire is what kills them. You know what they like spit? They spit like a green liquid. They do not breathe fire. Fire yeah. is what kills them. <laughs> so they fight the Hydra, and in the end, Clarice comes and finishes it off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mad about the Hydra and so I'm not But like, w- wait, you forgot to mention, like, what about the, the, the pearl? Where, where did they, where did they find the pearl? They did not find the pearl. It is not a pearl. Wait, why aren't they in, uh, why aren't they in Nashville at the Parthenon? I don't want to talk about Wait, are, the are you saying that, the are you saying that the, the books are getting it wrong? Wow. Oh my no. goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that's basically it. Do you have any notes on this chapter? This one is a little... I don't know if it's really shorter if I just got so mad about the Hydra that I kind of forgot about everything else. Yeah, I mean... I just... These last two chapters, I'm like, okay, especially this chapter, is like, everything just feels convenient. A little bit. Yeah. So it's but like, then the next two kind of wrecks that. Yeah. Exactly. So I get, I get, sometimes it does seem kind of convenient, but like a lot of Greek mythology seems kind of convenient True. to yeah. me. Like a lot of things that happen, I'm like, well, that's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. I have a, I have a quote okay. from this chapter and it is on page 142 and it's, the quote is, it did seem a little weird, but I mean, donut shops weren't real high on my list of sinister forces. <laughs> They're sinister at my parents' house, because they are hardcore ketoers. I haven't uh, had a donut in so long. First thing I do when I get out of this is I'm getting a donut. Oh, I want it. Uh, I want chunky I, so I, I could I just... order takeout donuts. Like, they could bring them to my car wearing gloves and a mask. Mm, yeah. 
It yeah. sounds really tempting. Yeah, it does. Oh. No, so I was looking this up because I'm like, is, of course, there's that mention of like the 50s, like fast food thing. I'm like, what? I think they're talking about McDonald's, but I wanted to fact check it. So a lot of fast food chains were to, like started in the 50s. Strangely. So we had McDonald's in 1955. We had Burger King in 1954. We had KFC in 1957. And like I think Culver's was also within the the, the that ten year span as well. So like strangely, the fifties were 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 like booming for fast food chains. <laughs> so all of them. Exactly. So, yeah, but it makes sense because they mentioned like the Hermes kids starting it, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Should we move on? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Take it away. So I will take it away. Uh, These two chapters, I'm just going to say this real quick. 11 and 12, I had, like, I remember 12. 11, I had zero recollection of. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's interesting. So, 11 is called Cleary's Blows Up Everything. And my favorite line of this whole chapter is the first line of the chapter, where it's just Clary saying, you're in so much trouble. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So the chapter starts with Clarice giving Percy and Annabeth and Tyson a tour of the ship that she's been sailing on. Um, and it's another huge, gigantic, like, ancient confederate, like, sea vessel, essentially. Uh, and, like, there's, there's a dining room, and, and there's a bunch of other stuff, and there's a gunnery... And it's it's just this huge ship. Um, and Kellaris is kind of giving uh, them like a little background on what was happening at camp. Shantos is had expelled them from the camp entirely. And Mister D, also another great line, uh, says that if any of them show their faces at camp again, he'll turn them into squirrels and run them over with their SUV with his SUV. Mm. Which uh, just Mister D in an SUV is a great great. Which is what I'll do to people who break self-isolation and quarantine. Yes. Um, so I will not run you over with my SUV because that would require me, one, buying an SUV, which I don't have money for, two, leaving my house. Yeah. So I'll just imagine uh, turning them into whatever. Yeah. Uh, squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> um, so... Oh, we also learn that Clarice's dad, Ares, like gave got Clarice the ship. Uh, Clarice prayed and asked for uh, some kind of sea vessel, and Ares delivered, of course, because I think another really interesting part about kind of the Ares mythos is that anyone who had, dies during war then becomes servants of Ares as their like punishment. Yeah, it was like if you are on the losing side of a war. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what about winners after they die? I'm Athena. Maybe. 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 But yeah, that's. I think I that's a really cool. That's a really cool like area of the mythos of Ares. So uh, basically, all of, the ship is full of like these zombie undead Confederate soldiers oh, no. who are like all. Oh no! What? Hitler works for Ares. <laughs> Hitler is about, the son of Ares. Let's be I think they mentioned Nazis. that in one of the books. Nazis. Yeah. We're on the losing side. Yeah. Yeah. 
Aries is gross. Um, so, can I get, uh, like, can I get Nico punching a Nazi in one of these books? Oh, I Forget want that. Forget Captain America punching a Nazi. Yes. I don't need that. I need Nico just, like, punching Nazis. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, Percy and Annabeth are trying to reason with Clarice, being like, we can help each other, and Clarice is like, nope, and sends them down to the, um, uh, what's it called, like, the, the jail of the ship, essentially. Yeah. Um, and eventually Percy goes to sleep, and then we get another one of his dreams with Grover. So we, so Grover doesn't, like, immediately acknowledge Percy in the dream state right, right away. But the first thing that we see is that Grover is unraveling the wedding veil that he's supposed to be making that is the thing that's buying him time. But, uh-oh, the giant um, Cyclops, which is named... I don't know. Have we mentioned that we've discovered his name since, by the way? Um, I don't think so. Oh, well, his... I'm a P. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, Polyphemus. Polyphemus, I think, what it was. Um... So, oh, Polyphemus comes in and sees Grover unraveling the veil, and granted, he has bad eyesight, um, so, you know, he doesn't st- still recognize that Grover is not a woman, but at the same time, you know, he sees unraveling of the veil. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Anyway, but, so, P- Polyphemus is like, okay, let's... I see you. I, I see what you're doing. We're gonna get married tomorrow. And Grover essentially like does one of those like look at the ca- look at the camera takes in the office and was like, "Hey, uh, this um, kind of hints to, um, you know, about uh, maybe they should do a little wait." And I think Percy, I'm trying to get the specific number. Where he convinces Polyphemus to um, wait a couple more days, but also Grover kind of asks about, like, what if someone would rescue me? And Polyphemus is like, don't worry, we have, like, state-of-the-art security systems and everything. And we basically learn that Grover is just in a really bad situation and, like, really dangerous and that he will be uh, married and then found out soon. And we should be scared for him. Um, Yeah. And there's also, oh, also in the dream, we get a glimpse of the Golden Fleece, so our suspicions that it, the Golden Fleece was on the island that Grover is, is was correct. We get a glimpse of the Golden Fleece. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Percy then wakes up to alarm bells going on in the ship, on the ship, and the, the soldiers are going all over the place, and we learn that um, they are entering the Sea of Monsters, officially, which, like, Every time they mention the Sea of Monsters a lot in this, this coming chapters, and I just want to be like, yeah. end the book right there. Boom. They said the title. Woo. It's like in the musical. Credit. Yeah, it's like in the musical when Percy at the end says to Luke, You're the lightning thief. Just like, title right there. Um, title. Yeah, exactly. So, um, the first thing that we see though of, um, because Percy kind of like gets away for a little bit and we actually see that Ares has kind of materialized in some mist or like some smoke from the ship um, and is being mean and just a kind of an abusive father to Clarice which makes me really sad and like I uh, I don't I don't want to get into it yeah I don't yeah it explains a lot but I don't want to get into it Um, but 
So Percy, Annabeth, and Tyson eventually escape kind of their the quarters that they're in, and they join Clarice and all of the soldiers at the deck of the ship. And I'm trying to f- figure out... Oh, here's the name of it. And after, there's a huge storm happening and everything, and they eventually see, like, this big old whirlpool. And Annabeth says, Hurricane, and Clarice tells them that it's... I'm going to butcher this name. Um, Char... Charbidus? Chubidus? Chubidus? Yeah. The whirlpool. This this big old monster. Um, and they're like, well, can't we just sail around the monster? And she's like, no, if you want, if we want to enter the Sea of Monsters, we have to go through this, mo- like, this whirlpool. Because they're, they're, like, actual monsters on either side. One's the Chubidus and one's the Skill. Oh, yes. The sisters? Where one has, like, snake heads and it'll, like, snatch you up, but one's that awful hurricane. So we love... Oh, yeah, uh, and that's what, that one's name is Skyla, I think. It's how you Skyla? It. Yeah. I think so. There's a, there's a lot of old monsters. Big old monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Clarice uh, gives the order to, you know, drive full steam ahead. This through. is just a bad, bad plan. Bad plan, yeah. Um, and even though Percy and Annabeth are like telling them, oh, we're not, we're not going to make it and all this kind of stuff. Clarice keeps going forward and that's where Tyson and gets in. And that's where the ship starts to fail a little bit. And they're like, oh no, what are we going to do? And that's when Tyson's like, I can, I can go down to the mechanics of the ship and give us an extra boost. And because no Tyson is good with mechanics and is resistant to fire. They agree and let, and let, let uh, Tyson go down to the, Bow the the blows of the ship and and help a little bit, and as this is happening, like we start to see a bunch of of the soldiers like get taken from the ship because of like these. What's the word I'm looking for? Tentacles. They're too. They're too close to Skyla. Yeah, they're too. Yeah, and like they can't. It's described that we can't even see the monster. We just see like it's like bolts of lasers that are so fast and like, um, and everything, um. And eventually, you know, they do get through, um, but the ship is starting to break, and it's a big old baddie, and they once again have to go into the lifeboats. And they, so Annabeth and Percy get into a lifeboat, but they are wondering where Tyson is, and they, but they leave, they need to leave without him, because otherwise they will die. And the ship becomes so hot that it, it explodes, essentially, and... Um, yeah, and it's, they drop into a lifeboat, and the last thing that Percy remembers is kind of sinking in a burning sea, knowing that Tyson was gone forever and wishing that I was able to drown. So yeah, Percy's, like, well, in Percy the water, is, and... Percy gets matched. <laughs> yeah, he does. And, yeah, that's the end of chapter 11. Very depressing. Very depressing. And also, it's a huge action chapter, so it's, like, not the greatest to say on the podcast. I read this chapter, yeah. though. It's really cool. Yeah, oh, it's, it, I didn't remember it at all, but it was epic. No. And then we get to my favorite chapter. Oh, yeah. 12. They got to the Sea of Monster a lot faster than I remembered. Yeah, I think, well, isn't this the shortest book in the series? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think I remember also, looking it up. Uh, yeah, I just said, I didn't remember this scene, but boy, was it amazing. Yeah, no. It's, but also, I'm trying to think of, like, of the, the movie... Because there was the ship. This is with, not in the movie. This isn't the movie, but the ship with the Confederate soldiers is. 
if I remember correctly. Yeah. But like they're in the belly of some monster. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. Know. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, chapter twelve, my favorite one. Uh, we called. We check into the CC Spa and Resort. Um, so Percy wakes up in the life in a lifeboat, a rowboat, sorry, with a makeshift sail and everything, and Annabeth is there. And Percy then realizes, like, yeah, Tyson did not make it, at least that he knows of. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, and Annabeth is, it's just Annabeth and Percy on this rowboat. And they are kind of, they're, they're, sea, they're what's the word I'm looking for? Not marooned. They're trapped on this oh, yeah. boat. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Yeah. And they don't have very much uh, supplies with them, only a couple of the things. Because they took some things from that, that uh, shelter that you mentioned, Hannah. So, But they didn't have much. They had, like, some Dr. Pepper, and they had, like, some clothes of the, from the Confederates, soldiers, and, like, all. Like, they don't have very many. And, of course, Percy has Riptide, of course. And the vitamins. But, yeah. Like, some vitamins yeah, and, like, some ambrosia and everything. So they sail for hours, they say. Um, and um, uh, bah, 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 bah. and as they're kind of alone, uh, Percy keeps kind, kind of asking about why Annabeth doesn't trust Cyclopses and everything. And everything. And uh, Percy realizes that it also might have something to do with this prophecy that he's not allowed to know about. And finally, mm-hmm. he, he asked Annabeth, like, what is this prophecy and everything? And Annabeth can't say a whole lot, but Annabeth does mention that, you know, something is going to happen when a child of one of the big three turns 16. Something big is going to happen. And that's one of the original, that's the original reason why the big three agreed to not have children, because to not do this prophecy. Well, because it, they're going to be a weapon. Yeah, they're going to be a weapon. Um, and Annabeth is like, that's why, like, you're such a target because no, you're the only child of the big three that's alive right now. Which like, <laughs> little do they know. Um, and and that's like, Annabeth isn't allowed to say a whole lot. Annabeth doesn't even know a whole lot, but Annabeth shares with Percy all that she can. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that this hero will decide the fate of Olympus. So eventually. Um, Oh, and one interesting thing that I think is also from this chapter is Percy also asks, like, you know, what if it's a monster? Like, the big three have monster children all the time, and Annabeth says, no, it has to be a half-blood. Which I'm not uh-huh. entirely convinced of her reasoning, but, yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Um, so, eventually, Annabeth sees that there is land nearby. And there's there's a small island, and and it looks like apparently like a, a tropical paradise. So they they go towards the island, and they are greeted with by one lady in with a clipboard, uh, and they say that she looks like a flight attendant, very business suity, polished makeup, all of this kind of stuff. Um, and also on this sh- on this island, there's a lot of like. Pleasure yachts. There's like an old U.S. Navy submarine. There's a lot of different boats um, on this island. And uh, planes. What? And planes. Oh yes, and planes. Yes. Um. And uh, the clipboard lady uh, takes them inside because um, 
No, she thinks that it's their first time at this spa, which is what we come to realize that, like, oh, this is a spa. Uh, and the lady brings them inside, and they meet this woman who is uh, manning this huge loom, and I, the loom is about the same size as, like, um, a... I'm trying to... Uh, what are they... Compare it to... I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's huge, though. It's in this huge loom. And Annabeth expresses interest in the loom because no, Anna, uh, Athena uh, invented the loom, but Annabeth doesn't say anything like that so they can like keep their identity a secret. Um, and this woman kind of examines these two children and says to Annabeth, no, welcome to the spa and everything. You could use a makeover. And even though like Annabeth kind of is hesitant, she eventually goes off and is away. Of, and to get like this quote unquote makeover. And the woman is left alone with Percy. And right away, like we see that this woman, for some reason, doesn't like Percy. We don't know why. Um, but she starts talking about per- to Percy and about like, we can fix all of your flaws and all of this kind of stuff. And it's just going to take uh, a new diet, some exercise, and this. And she pulls out some water, puts some red, red powder into the water, and it starts to make like this glowing liquid. And she tells Percy to drink it. He does. And eventually, and he starts to change a little bit. He doesn't really quite know what he's changing into, but he notices that he get, he's getting smaller. He's getting like becoming a little more panicked. And this woman named Cece picks him up and looks into a mirror, and he's turned into a guinea pig. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, the, that's the bit. I mean, kind of, yeah. Uh, that's their moment. Yeah. That's that's the moment, I guess. Yeah, and she put and so Cece puts uh, the Percy guinea pig into a cage with a lot of other guinea pigs, and Percy like doesn't know what to do and all of this kind of stuff. And about that time, that's when Annabeth comes back in, um, and Annabeth is like fully redone and everything. Like she, her hair is braided with like gold strands in it. She has some makeup on. She looks beautiful. Percy says that he would be like in awe if he wasn't also panicking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and um, you know, Cece remarks about how well she looks, and they start talking about what Annabeth is doing, and we start to get a little gl- glimpse of, like, this woman doesn't know who Annabeth is, and we learn that this woman uh, is not, uh, whose name is not Cece, her name is Cersei. Yeah, yeah. The daughter of Hecate. And uh, we and, and like there's a little background about how what her myth the mythos behind her is that she uh, has this island that she then turned I think it's it's Percy not Perseus it's, it's the Odyssey people. What's their name? Um uh, What's their name? Odysseus. Odysseus, thank you. And his crew into pigs, but she hasn't turned them into pigs anymore. She turns them into guinea pigs because they're a little easier to take care of. And she actually then ships out these guinea pigs to, like, classrooms, which I think is hilarious. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a guinea pig, by the way? No. I hate guinea pigs. The only pet my family's ever had is a turtle, and his name is Yertle. Of course it is. Well, he's, he's technically a tortoise. Okay. I love well, he's, he's got a he's got a full name, but his nickname is Yertle. Okay, that's not his full name. His full name's like way too long. That's yeah. a joke. <laughs> um, yeah, I I've never had a guinea pig, but 
but I know that I dislike them. <laughs> I don't like them. I need mm. animal. I need cuddly animals, and guinea pigs are not cuddly at all. Yeah. Yeah. So Cersei's kind of explaining to Annabeth like what her plan is and what she's done and everything. Cersei kind of overshares a little bit to her own fault, and Annabeth kind of fakes like, "Oh, I'll think about it. Can I have some a moment alone to say goodbye to Percy Penny Pig? Uh, Percy Guinea Pig now." And Cersei allows this, but, like, locks Annabeth into this room a little bit. And she goes over to the cage where all the guinea pigs are, tries to figure out which one's Percy, but cannot. Um, and Cersei comes back and, like, have you made your decision in a, in a, a, a kind of way? And right before... Um, uh, bah, 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 bah. Where is... What is she? Well, Annabeth, like, well, where's Percy? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Annabeth actually pulls her knife on Cersei, and that's where Cersei's like, okay, you're not with me. I'm going to turn you into a shrew now. And Annabeth is like, free Percy or else, essentially. And that's where she grabs the multivitamins that we mentioned earlier and throws them in. Uh, she has one in her mouth, by the way. Because with these multivitamins, magic can't affect her if they're like if she's consuming them. Yeah, and that one she, was cool. Yeah. And then she also throws the multivitamins into the cage with the guinea pigs, and the guinea pigs start to eat them. And at this, they start to go back to their human self. And Percy's back to normal, but he also mentions that notices that like there's a lot of other men um, in in the area that were also turned to guinea pigs, and mm-hmm. they cut they start t- attacking the island and kind of taking it over. That's also where we learned that you know one of the some of the people that. Um, I love this little detail. Uh, some of the people that were turned to the guinea pigs were Blackbeard and his crew, and they and they explain that Blackbeard was the son of uh, I want to say Ares. I think it was. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Edward Tech, son of Ares. I last though most people call me Blackbeard. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Percy and Annabeth then jump onto one of the other ships that's on the island called. The St. Anne's Revenge, which is Blackbeard's ship, and Blackbeard kind of realizes that they're sailing a ship, but it's too late. They sail out to the sea, and that's where the chapter ends. Yeah. Moral of the chapter. Moral of the chapter. Men are trash. We shouldn't turn people into guinea guinea pigs, because you might be turning someone into a guinea pig who is going to save the world. We need to mention that some future characters are in this chapter. Oh, yeah. Whose younger sister is Raina. Mm-hmm. She read later books. Yeah. So. Ah, but I love that chapter. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have many... Like, one thing that came to my mind, though, because Cersei kind of shows Percy his ideal self to try to convince... Mm-hmm. And I began to wonder what my ideal self would be. And, like, I began to think about my, how I view my self-image, which has actually improved over time. Like, I used to hate how I looked, and now I, I don't really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, but I began to thinking, like, what what would my ideal self look like? So, like, Hannah, what would your ideal self self look like? I don't even know. I don't want to think about it too much because, like, I think I should work on making who I am. Yeah. So, and like, I think there's like a 
a healthy part of like wanting yourself to be better, and there's like an unhealthy part. I'd have abs. <laughs> I thought you said you'd have ass. No, I'd have abs. Okay. ABS. Yeah. Abs. Because, like, for me, abdominal. Yeah. Muscles that are prominent and fun to look at. Yeah, because like. Because I know for me, in the past two years, I, because I used, at the, two years ago, I used to be 150, and now I'm about 223. So I've gained a good amount of weight in these past two years, but like, I look back at pictures of myself when I was skinnier, and I don't think I like myself better back then, like, look-wise. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm really happy with how my self-image and, like, my self-love have, has grown. So... I was trying to think, like, what would Cersei show me? And, yeah, I don't I don't really know. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well. But, no, that's, that's the end of that's uh, the it. chapters. We're getting up to one of my favorite chapters. I th- it's Annabeth Tries to Swim Home, which is chapter 13. It's, like, my most memorable chapter and one of my favorites. I don't think I remember that. So I'm excited to hear it next week. And then I think... So we have next week's episode, which are four chapters, and then the episode after that will be us finishing the book, I believe. Yeah, because there's, there's only 20 chapters in the... In yeah. The yeah, this is definitely one of the shorter books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm excited. All right. Cool. Well, if you want to follow us anywhere else, uh, the podcast, uh, we are at Demi Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm saying analyze on everything. Yep, and then I'm some Braden stuff on everything. Uh, send us some DMs, review us on Apple Podcasts and everything. Uh, make some fan art. We're going to be having some new things in our merch store soon, which I'm very excited about. Uh, and yeah, have a great day. Yeah, have a great quest. And stay, in stay, s- safe. stay, stay safe and inside. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye. Theme music in this podcast is Take Me Higher by Jazzar and is licensed under an attribution share alike license. There's a link to the music in our show notes. This is a fan created podcast. This podcast has no affiliation with Rick Riordan, Disney, or any of its affiliations.